Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am in an absolutely fantastic mood. I am also Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File, who's uh, joined me as always. And, well, the state of Michigan will have two teams dancing. It's pretty much all but official at this point. The Spartans knocked off the Big Ten champions in a game. And we'll we'll talk about uh, – let's actually start with the Big Ten champions because – yeah, they lost the game, but they might have suffered a little bit worse loss about four minutes in. Yeah, really tough, really tough for Michigan last night. Um, for with a season that's pretty much went, I mean, everything's went right pretty much for Michigan. I mean, it's they 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 played so well all year, and really, it's like I told you coming in. My big concern was depth, and you know, really six, seven guys just played well all year. Um, there's only been a handful of games where guys like freshman Terrence Williams kind of like came in and played some good spot minutes. But really it's been seven guys. And, uh, you know, my worry still always all year was, you know, I just just can't imagine, um, you know, you them going all the way or making like this huge run with only seven guys. You know, it's just – it's almost impossible – really um everything has to go right and you know just bad bad timing for michigan because you know eli brooks had pretty rough ankle injury there you know i've had that happen quite a few times and that was a tough turn and you know you kind of just say wow you know i i just don't know if he recovers in time you know and really look at the bottom line with michigan the you know tom Izzo said something the other day, you know, our margin for error is very small. Well, I, I don't think Michigan's is very big either. And um, I, I don't know. Sadly, Tyler, I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, but it's just the reality for Michigan is they're not going to win without Eli Brooks. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, Zeb Jackson is just has not played enough. And, you know, maybe in a year or two, he might be better, but he's not ready. Um, yeah. And Terrence Williams is has not played enough, and Brandon Johns is just terrible. So you know, I mean, you know, it's just bottom line. It's it's tough because Michigan is just, you know, it's been such a good year, you know, and uh, the rivalry. Look, everybody's got so much to say. It's just a, you know, for me, it's about the big picture, and the big picture is winning championships. If the rivalry game comes down to winning a championship, it means a heck of a lot more in basketball. It's this is not football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the these fan base But last both. night was just like football, by the way. No, but no, I I, I get where you're going with that. And look, that's that's the thing is uh, you know, that's kind of why we're leading off with this and like I said, we'll get to, you know, what the game means and everything else and some of those individual performances. Um, but look, Hunter Dickinson's the freshman of the year in the Big Ten. They don't have a first team all Big Ten player, I don't think, anyways. I, I, I don't think they have a first team all Big Ten player. And that just shows you how big of a how how much uh this Michigan basketball team is is well, they're just that. They are a team 
it's a team first thing because nobody's going to end up on that first team all Big Ten list. Nobody will. Yeah. No, I mean, because Coburn and Garza are going to take the two forward spots. There's not room for Dickinson as good as Dickinson's been this year. And so it's like, this has been literally about the team. And you said it, they're very thin. Uh, Shawnee Brown, you know, he came in, he played, he played well at times last night. He had a couple, uh, he had one or two defensive possessions that kind of left me scratching my head, but Overall, I thought he played very well in uh, filling in. But Eli Brooks, who not only is your starting shooting guard, you know, he's kind of – I'm not comparing the two because I think the guy I'm about to mention is a lot better. He's kind of like a Charlie Bell type player where, you know, he's your starting shooting guard, but then he's also your backup point. Oh, no, I don't think people realize, you know, especially on the Spartan side, you know, this rivalry always brings out the good, bad, and ugly, and the bad ugly is usually the fans. But, um, you know, Eli Brooks has been absolutely fantastic this year, and and this is a a friendly reminder to the Michigan State fan base who's just been absolutely ridiculous. I hate to say it, but they have. Um, Eli Brooks has missed two, you know (laughs) – Eli Brooks has missed two games this year, and then they lost both games. I mean, they got blown out against Minnesota when he didn't play. And, you know, last night, the moment he went down, they went, Michigan State went on a 7-0 run. I mean, look, and I don't know if – you know, we don't know the, the what-ifs don't matter. If, if he plays or they win, the Michigan fans need to stop that. It doesn't matter because it's who, – who cares? It doesn't – we don't yeah. have anything to go by there. But, you know, yeah. the bottom line is – this is very similar to last year where Michigan beat state and Michigan state was the much better team. Yeah. The same thing in return this year. I had no doubt in my mind that Michigan state would win that game yesterday with or without Eli Brooks. And uh, the biggest thing of the storyline of this game is losing Eli Brooks though. I mean, it is that important. And I'll be honest with you, Tyler, those two teams could meet again. And if Lee, uh, Eli Brooks doesn't play, Michigan State will win again. I mean, they're just – Michigan does not have the room. And here's the great thing for Michigan, though. This is good news for the Michigan people. They came back and had a really good chance to win last night. Mm-hmm. And they were a couple possessions and a couple made free throws away for maybe it's still being a different story. So that's positive for Michigan. But it's just really looking bleak. And I hate to be negative, but – the bottom line is this team really needs him. And, and if he's not healthy or if he's not somewhat close to what he typically is, I think they're in big, big trouble. Yeah, I think that that kind of like – it does sort of tie into what I said. I mean, look, Eli Brooks, if you, if you are ranking the best players for U of M, he's probably fourth on that list. He's probably behind Wagner. He's definitely behind Dickinson and Livers. And you could make a case that Mike Smith's above him. You could. But that being said, like I said, this isn't – this is like the penultimate team. You know, you don't have, you know, that Aaron Henry guy who just has to shoulder the load by himself sometimes. You don't have a Trace Jackson Davis who shoulders the load by himself. You don't have a Luca Garza who can, you know, score 40 and 15. And, you know, you, you don't have – those types of players on this team. That's not what they are. 
that's what they could turn into next year with Hunter Dickinson potentially coming back. But right now, they work as a unit, and, you know, one of the wheels is busted on that unit. And they need they need to find out. I think the first thing they need to do is figure out what they're going to do at point guard because you can't play Mike Smith. You, you, you can't play him 40 minutes a game, especially with how much he gives you on defense on top of running the show offensively. Well, I think look at the biggest problem in both games he missed this year. Um, Marcus Carr went went off in the game he missed, and then Rocket Watts went off in the game he missed. I mean, if that's the thing that people don't understand is, well, I will say this with 100% confidence, Rocket Watts doesn't go off last night if Eli Brooks plays. I mean, if, if he's healthy, you know, Eli Brooks is an outstanding on-the-ball defender. And I think what we've seen last night is, uh, Rocket got to his spots with a smaller Mike Smith on him. And, uh, you know, that matchup would have been much differently for him if Brooks was defending him. I think they could have moved him over and they could have had Mike Smith guard any of those other guys. I mean, you could put him on Hauser, and I, I know Hauser played really well last night. I'm not going to knock Hauser, but I'm just saying the fact is, you know, Mark was great last night. And, you know, he was a huge reason they won, if not the main reason, probably was the main reason they won. And I just think Eli Brooks gives them a some, something that, you know, is different on defense. But, look, you got to find a way to get through it. Um, Brandon Johns is going to have to play better. Um, you know, he was bad again yesterday. And um, Zeb Jackson's just not ready yet. I mean, but he has to play well. And, you know, he actually had a couple moments that were pretty good. He hit a nice drive baseline, kicked it out for a three. But he's just young, and he hasn't played enough. And he hasn't had those spot minutes and then even had really good minutes like Hogard did where Michigan State's in a better position, to be quite frank, because they've had a lot of guys. But we've said that all year that, you know, maybe with all this depth, eventually this is why Tom is a genius in his own right. He plays so many guys after a while. If something bad happens, everyone's ready. I mean, everyone's ready to play. And maybe that's the reason why he does what he, he does. I mean, I we've said this. I think that's – the partly the reason he does because he realizes the Big Ten's a grind. And I know I'm going a lot of different directions, but it's the truth. I mean, Michigan doesn't have that luxury. Michigan State does. Yeah, and I mean – And I think Friday you'll find out that's why Michigan State could quite possibly beat him again. Yeah, and I think we saw that a little bit. Like, even Jack Hoiberg got some minutes. And, you know, he – I mean, he is a scholarship player this year. He won't be next year. He was not last year. Um, But – that's one of those uh, moments where, you know, he came in and gave about seven and a half, eight minutes or so. But over the uh, over the past 16 days, Michigan State's played seven games. They are five and two in those seven games. They are five and two over the last 16 days. Three of those wins are against top five teams. What they have done with this quote-unquote NBA schedule, as Tom Izzo calls it, what they have done with this, considering the hole they were in and the schedule that they were facing, look, everybody wrote them off, except for the most, you know, glass half full, everybody's farting rainbows type Spartan fans. Everybody has Michigan State written off, you know, like – that that was when we kind. Of, that's when I kind of started, you know, the talk that we end up with, that we ended up with after every show for the past who knows however many times we've run, 
is do you think that Michigan State can make the tournament? And that was my question every time because it was when Michigan State had just a sliver of hope left is when I started asking you that. And I was agreeing. I agreed with you, I think, the first week. And then things kind of changed. And then I kind of went back and forth for a little bit. And, you know, now obviously they're in at this point. But to do what they did, and look, last night, I think as big as it was for Rocket, and we'll talk about him in a second, as big as it was for Hauser, and trust me, we'll definitely cover that. For Aaron Henry to have kind of an off game the way that he did and then come down and make big plays down the stretch in the way that he did, you know, I think that speaks a lot to his leadership. And, uh, look, we, you know, we've been questioning the leadership. And, you know, when Michigan State's winning, we're like, oh, Aaron Henry's the guy. Josh Langford's the guy. When Michigan State's losing, it's, God, I don't know if they have one. I, I, think, they have, I think they have that guy now. You know, it took until two weeks ago, but, you know, I think they finally found him. You know, Aaron, Aaron's been great. I mean, the little things he does, he gets big shots. Him and, him and Josh hit some huge shots last night. He kind of closed the door. Yeah, Josh did uh, after a game, really stupid turnover, though, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, <laughs> I see it. It's one of those deals where, look, man, I'm just going to say it. The reality of all this is Michigan State's not been very good this right. year. The, the the fact that they were able to come in at the end, though, and like you said, go five and two is huge because this team was dead in the water. And look, in a regular year, they're probably still fighting this week to get in um, because, you know, someone made the statement and Tom, you know, was very upset about it, but you know, it was a, it wasn't a bad statement. I mean, it, it's hard to to feel like someone that has a losing record in conference should be in the tournament. But this is the Big Ten. The fact that they beat the teams they've beaten, though, who were ranked so high, you, you just can't argue anything with them. But a, in a regular year, when you're 15 and 11, and you've lost 11 conference games, you know, there's a lot of question marks there. But the way they finished the year, there is no question. I mean, you can't not have a team go get in that has beaten the teams they have. Um, Illinois at home, Michigan at home, who are, who are ranked in the top four. I mean, that gets you in, man. I mean, that's just bottom line. Whether it's COVID season or it's not, you know, you beat top five teams multiple times, you know, you're getting in the tournament. Yeah, especially in a oh, – and, and so Michigan – well, so, yeah, so Michigan State, you know, <laughs> I'm just laughing because there's just been so many things I've read, and this thing, this little rivalry always seems to bring it out. The bottom line is Michigan State has beaten some good teams. They deserve to be in. I didn't think they would do it. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, this team is still, in my opinion, wildly inconsistent. Yeah. And But they found a way at the end of the year, though, which has been different. Like, typically, this would be not them, you know, blowing the game last night like they did against Purdue, yeah. right? Or, or you, know, you know, then you get these games like Maryland when they just play terrible and Maryland comes out and just punches them and they can't react. So, look, man, these, these big wins, though, they just make all that not matter. So this is a big week for Michigan State. I mean, they could come in. They, they got to beat Maryland. 
they could beat their rival again and be even more confident because that rivalry just brings a lot of positive energy for Michigan State. So, yeah, I mean, this is this week is still really important for Michigan State because we know how quickly it could go back the other way, where they could go against Maryland and get popped. And now you're going, wow, you know, we're just so up and down this year. So I think they have to win that first game. And I think if they win that first game, I really think that they're going to match up great against Michigan because of uh, probably an injury to Brooks. So huge week for Michigan State. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll address that here. At the end. Let's kind of uh, turn our attention, you know, to the actual playing of the game last night. You know, I, uh, I'm i sitting there and I'm screaming and I'm yelling and, you know, the wife can hear me upstairs. And, you know, I come upstairs around halftime and she sits there and she goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching the game, you know, same way I always do. Jeremy, you've witnessed it firsthand. <laughs> you know, I I am loud. And, yeah. you know, she goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching the game. She goes, but I hear Hauser and Rocket a lot. And I was like, they're having, I was like, they're having good games. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was like, the one thing that kind of concerned me going into halftime is the two worst players on Michigan State's team this year. Um, I mean, obviously, Rocket had a big performance against Duke, and he had a pretty decent one against IU the first time. But pretty much the two worst players this year for Michigan State went off, and, you know, we we dogged Hauser last time. I think it's time to dog Brandon Johns because Joey Hauser just took it to him after biting on that pump fake in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I think they had a little uh, wager with each other or something. You know, hey, you let me play well this game. I'll let you play good the next one. <laughs> um, you know, and, and Joey was big. I mean, this is probably the guy that we all thought he would be coming in. Uh, hitting threes, making good finishes, not getting beat on defense, just being solid. Um, I thought Gabe Brown, obviously, at the end, rebounded really well. Mark Watts was just who we thought he would be, you know, get downhill. Um, you know, they put him in the right spots. Tom had mentioned after the game, hey, we wanted him to get downhill, get a little more to the paint. He had a couple of really nice uh, teardrops. That's his best shot. And he also got to his mid-range, which is also probably his second best shot. Um, he played fantastic. Um, Mark Watts, that should be a huge confidence boost because the kid is a, is an exceptional talent. He just hasn't put it all together this year. Um, but last night he did. And, and look, Michigan State is, is a different team if he plays that way. <laughs> they are what uh, everybody thought they were as a top five team earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, I, I still think, you know, realistically, this team has a lot of issues yeah. still. But, but the bottom line is they, they can get it done against really good teams if Mark Watts plays that way. I mean, they just can't. I mean, you you have to worry about him. And with their toughness, look, bottom line is the reason why Michigan State really won the game last night is they wanted it more and they were tougher, yeah. which is something that happens a lot against Michigan. You know, they just seem to be more physical. They out-rebounded Michigan like crazy. And that's the way Tom's teams win. That's why I thought they would win. And it was like, 
You know, I've seen this a million times. I, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I that's what Tom's teams do. It's not pretty at all. I mean, that game was yeah. not pretty. I mean, Michigan State did a couple things that were basically allowing Michigan to stay in the game because they're just still not that good yet. And uh, here's my last thing I'll say about it. If Joey Hauser, though, and Mark Watts can play good, you can get away with playing ugly basketball because those guys can score. I mean, look, Joey Hauser can shoot the ball, man. I mean, he can knock shots down. Mark Watts can make plays. I said this in our group all the time. What do I say? you got to play the guys who make plays. And Joey Hauser can still make plays. You know, I mean, he can still hit shots. And, you know, he's been great up the top of the key threes all year, really, mm-hmm. if you ask me. I mean, he seems to hit yeah. that shot a lot. So, look, Michigan State, I get it. The fans could, should be happy. They're, they're getting back in the tournament. They're inconsistent. But when they play tough and they do the things that Tom said, if we rebound, we don't do dumb things. <laughs> you know, probably every team could say that, but they're good. You know, they can find a way to win and get it done. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, obviously they – they did that last night, and look, it it wasn't a situation where, you know, Michigan phoned it in. You know, they still played their best players. They played them throughout the entire game uh, when they just as easily, given the, as you said, the grind of the Big Ten, they could have rested them. They really could have, um, but look, at that level, you're a competitor, you want to compete. You know, Juan Howard's been around the game forever, and he uh, he knows what it takes to win. He he's got you know NBA championships and stuff like that as a bench player slash assistant coach or whatever he was doing, watching uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James win a title for him. But <laughs> like he knows what it takes to win. He's been around it. You know, he was on a competitive. Uh, Washington Bullets teams like he he knows what he knows what it takes and he knows that you can't just turn it on and off at this level like you can at the next level and so he, he was playing his best guys he was trying to win the players were trying to win Wagner was coming off screens harder than I've seen him come off them in the last two games at the end you know trying to make something happen and so I think that you know, look, it, it was unfortunate that Eli Brooks wasn't there. It was unfortunate that Ryan Young wasn't there uh, against Ohio State when Michigan State played Ohio State and beat them. But, you know, you, you play who's in front of you. You know, Michigan State doesn't have their leader at point guard, even though I think Jack Hoiberg's a serviceable replacement for Foster Lawyer. Uh, like, Michigan State doesn't have him available. If Hoggard, uh, you know, Hoggard obviously got passed up by Hoiberg last night. And then, uh, you know, if Watts is off, you know, having a guy like Foster Lawyer come and just be reliable and at least be a threat to shoot um, is a big deal. And Michigan State doesn't have him available. So it, it is what it is. You know, I'm not comparing Brooks and Young to Foster Lawyer because those two are obviously so much better than he is. But look, when when you go through the Big Ten, there's going to be injuries. Ask Illinois fans. There's going to be injuries when you go through the Big Ten. And um, so you have to play, you know, 
whoever you're going up against with whatever you have. And that's what Michigan State was doing, and I thought they did it very well last night. Look, they punched their ticket to the tournament. If they go out and get clobbered by Maryland, look, I might be okay with that in all honesty because I don't want that 8-9 seed. I want to end up at least in that 10 area. If Michigan State falls back to 11, so be it. I That way you avoid the two seed right away. You avoid the one seeds right away. And uh, you maybe buy yourself a little bit of time, plus you get a little break from the Big Ten tournament, which, look, playing Michigan a third time in, what, a week? <laughs> like, that that's not something yeah. that – as much as the fans want it, the fans want that, you know, uh, tiebreaker or whatever. I'm sure none of the coaches or players do because rivalry games are always heated anyways, and chances are you're going to get knocked out in the next round uh, regardless who you play. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still yeah, have a lot of things there. The place, look, bottom line is the end. <laughs> The injury, the injury stuff doesn't matter. Look, this this rivalry. Look, we get it. It brings a lot of energy. It brings a lot of different uh, attitude because you know it's very important. You know, uh, the bottom line: Michigan State played much tougher, and that Jawan had mentioned that after the game. Look, like we we can't we can't allow that to happen. We we got to match the toughness from other teams, and we did not do that tonight. And that was the thing that was tough. I knew coming in it was going to be a very difficult game to get up for, but I feel like you know Michigan was definitely up for it. I don't think they were ready for the physicality and the desperation that Michigan state was going to play for. Um, and, and they played with that, you know, Mark Watts played desperate. I have to hit shots. I got to make plays. We got to win this game. Um, you know, Joey Hausbert, you know, played uh, a smooth, confident desperation game, you know, where he had to play well. Um, and he did. And so Michigan state give them credit because those are two guys that have not had that this year. They've not had those moments very often. So, you know, this that was big for them. Um, in the grand scheme of things, Michigan State has to do a lot of things better if they want to make any type of run in the tournament because they just make so many stupid mistakes, whether it's Rocket and the sideline, turning the ball over. I mean, we've seen that, you know, a couple times this year at Michigan State where they just do dumb things. And, and you know, just they leave a guy wide open. You know, last night, if you look at the game, Michigan had a couple looks because of Michigan State's mm-hmm. breakdowns on defense. Livers had a deep one, and you know, and they broke, and they broke down a couple other times where Michigan did succeed, and, and Michigan was creeping along, you know, and getting closer and closer. I'm going, wow, they they could still win this game, and uh, those are things that Michigan State still has to correct. And but Tom said it, we don't have a margin for error with this team. We have to do everything right. And Michigan doesn't have a margin with air when it comes to foul trouble and injuries. When they're all healthy, they just play so well. You know, the Illinois game would be an exception where Illinois just smacked them because that's just a really darn talented, good, you know, that's a darn good team. I mean, they're just super athletic and talented. That could happen to anybody against Illinois. Um, But Michigan and Michigan State have the same type of thing going on, just a little different. Michigan can't have any injuries, can't have any foul trouble. They haven't had that all year, and here we are at the end. They've had a couple games where they got in foul trouble. Illinois they did, and here against Michigan State they did. 
So, you know, with an injury too. So I'm worried for Michigan. I really am because I don't know how bad Eli Brooks ain't was. It looked bad. I know that. Guys react a little differently to that injury. I'm hoping that he can play Friday because I think that would say a lot, you know, and, and maybe not play him as yeah. much, you know, kind of just get him in and get him out, just get him some minutes. Yeah, I if you sit him this week, week and, though, I really don't. Know, just let him play in the big turn, the big dance, you know, just let him rest, just let him heal or whatever. I mean, that's probably the route I would try to go if I'm Juan Howard, you know, rest him for the Big Ten tournament. Gifts of crap. You're going to be a one seed. You won the toughest conference. Um, and so I think that uh, – I think that's the route that you need to go. Um, so yeah, we pretty much covered that. You know, I, I think uh, Langford still needs to just be a little bit more consistent. I think he tries to make too many plays that aren't there. Um, you know, and you said it, it kind of speaks to that desperation. Um, but at the same time, you know, he hit a big shot to make up for that turnover. Uh but other than that, yeah, that that's pretty much it right now. Look, Eli Brooks is hurt. Michigan State won. They did what they needed to do. There's not too much else to talk about. Obviously, the Big Ten tournament is this week. Michigan State plays Maryland in the first. Well, I got plenty to talk about if you want me to talk about the stupidity of the people in this rivalry. But no, I don't I, I'm avoiding it. You're to, avoiding it. You I know, mean, we've seen it from both sides. Yeah, we we let's just drop that. <laughs> but we can. Well, oh, 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 here's the thing with you okay, guys. I gotta so, say this. So you take a jab, I take a jab, then we go. That drives me crazy for Michigan. Yeah, you know, look, look, man, you know. I just – Michigan's the Big Ten champs. And, you know, there's a there's – a, you can't have it both ways. Michigan State fans seem to like to attack Michigan fans because Michigan fans think they're better than they are. Well, we are better than you this year. I mean, we won the Big Ten last year. Michigan State won the conference. They were better. You know, you can talk about – this isn't football. You know, I'm a basketball guy, and I know how basketball works. Basketball is – Right. Head-to-head just doesn't matter as much. You know, if Michigan State sweeps Michigan this year and Michigan wins a conference, Michigan's a better team. I mean, it's just how it goes in basketball. I mean, I, I don't make the rules up here. You know, I mean, it's it's like, you know, I don't I don't go and, you know, hey, well, if you lose your rival, your season was a failure. No, I mean, it sucks to lose to Michigan State. But here's the bottom line. Michigan hanged up, you know, is hanging up a banner. Well, Michigan State's got a chance to hang up a banner in the Big Ten tournament. Michigan's done this. In reverse, right? Michigan State, you know, wins the year. And then Michigan comes in and wins back-to-back Big Ten tournaments. And, this, and the sad part about this rivalry, Tyler, i got to say this. It, you know, you're going to miss what's most important if you're uh, one of the fans, you know, like a Michigan State or Michigan fan who doesn't realize and appreciate the other. Because, you know, without the other, you, you don't have any of this. And both teams have done so much whether it was John Beeline getting to the national championship game, Tom Izzo getting, you know, teams to the final four, winning big 10 conference championships, regular season. Now Jawan doing it. And look, I mean, I see it that way and go, this is really, really great. And it's so good that Michigan state can still beat us because as good as we've been this year, we know if we don't play well, Michigan state's going to kick our ass. I mean, that's just how it goes. And that's how great this rivalry is and how it should be celebrated 
And that's why John Beeline and Tom Izzo celebrated it. And you would think that the fan bases would have the maturity to feel that way. But instead, we get bad articles written about Imani Bates that are a bunch of BS. And, and that was a joke by a guy who's tied to both programs, which is a joke. And, you know, we should be celebrating the Imani Bates thing. I mean, I know behind the scenes, me and you talk a little trash about it, but that's different. I mean, I want Imani Bates to play at Michigan State. I want them to have a great recruiting class. I want Michigan to have great recruiting classes. I want those two teams to come down to the end where, look, man, I'm going to say this. The last thing I'll say, because I know I'm getting long-winded with it, 2000 was it 18, I think, Tyler. That really hurt my heart <laughs> when Michigan State swept us, and it was all on the line for both teams. That hurt my heart, but I'll tell you what, I will take that any day of the week again because – that game at the end of the year was cutthroat, and it mattered. And Michigan State just took it. That game in the Big Ten tournament final was cutthroat. A couple, you know, the, the, the times when Michigan beat them in the Big Ten tournament and they won the Big Ten tournament, it mattered. You know, this whole, you know, we beat you and we're rolling crap. Who, who cares? I want both teams to be at the top of the conference. I don't want to hear about Illinois and their crap. You know, I don't want to hear about Ohio State. I don't want to hear about Indiana, Purdue. I, I don't care about those teams. You know, I want Michigan and Michigan State every single year to come down, and that end of the game or end of the season game matters. And it's like a big championship game. And I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be like that in the future. That's why I'm getting excited. I think both schools are rolling in the right direction with recruiting, and that's what gets me excited, not this – stupid bantering and poking and making up crap. I mean, look, Tyler, I could go into, we could do a whole show on this and we should one day. Both fan bases ruin this rivalry. They really do. The the constant BS talk about Michigan State and and made up the article about Imani Bates has triggered me at a level that you wouldn't believe. I thought it was an absolute joke and I think it was disgusting. And, you know, it was really pathetic, as if you ask me. But this pandering goes on a lot in this rivalry, Tyler, where one fan base will say something about a kid and, and you know, all this, the media, you know, social media heads and all the people who are part of mainstream media, whether it's the free press. It's so ridiculous that they're missing the main point is both schools are so good and they have so much to offer. But we just want to fight each other. And it's, I think it's pathetic that the people that have some sort of pull on this thing um, say the things they do, Tyler. So I just had to say that today because it just made me so angry because both schools have so much to offer, and this rivalry could be even better if people would just yeah, shut their uh, mouths and quit making mean, up the I'm right there with you. Look, uh, this game obviously mattered for Michigan State. For Michigan, it really didn't. But, you know, you don't need to hear from, you know, the – Michigan side of things like like you said Michigan's the Big Ten champs they're the better team this year it is what it is you know same thing happened Tom Izzo got swept by a crappy John Beeline team but Michigan State was like three games better in the Big Ten that year you know Michigan State was the better team that year Michigan's the better team this year yeah Michigan State won and yeah they punched their ticket to the tournament Michigan's the better team but I don't want to hear from you know same thing you were saying from Michigan fans saying Oh, last night's game didn't bull crap. It didn't matter. If it didn't matter, Hunter Dickinson and Isaiah Livers would not have played. That that's how I feel about that. And they played, and they played. 
Well, I want Michigan State to win the Big Ten tournament. Michigan doesn't. Let me say that real quick, and I know it because I want you to keep touching on this. Let's, if we can, let's go a couple more minutes on this rivalry because this is don't, important. Yeah, yeah we, we, we don't have a lot of time, so we are going to get to the Big Ten tournament right now. Well, I'm going right <laughs> you, in the lab you do with that. this. You gosh do darn that. it! But uh, Michigan State <laughs> um, plays Maryland. And we're not going to do a prediction for the Michigan game because, look, we don't know who they're going to play. Are they going to play Maryland again, or are they going to play Michigan? Or are the excuse me, are they going to play Maryland, or are they going to play Michigan State again? We we don't know. So let's just hit up our predictions for the Michigan State Maryland game first. Yeah, um, I I think Michigan State wins. I mean, I think that they're you know they're rolling the right time. A, a win against your rival gives you great. Confidence. Mark Watts is probably on cloud nine right now. Joey Hauser is probably on cloud. Gosh, who knows? He's floating. Um, you know, he he's in a. You know, he's just exasperated right now. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I think they beat Maryland. And I also look. I'm just going to say it. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think they beat Michigan too. And I think that they get to the Big Ten tournament championship game. But I just think uh, Illinois is too darn good. So I mean, I'm already going all the way in with this thing, Tyler. But I can kind of. That's where I kind of. I'm putting the future, you know, ahead of right, it right yeah, now. I think, so uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Look, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Michigan State loses to Maryland. I, I don't think they have a point guard to facilitate the way Maryland plays defense. I don't think uh, Watts gets rid of the ball quick enough when he's uh, making passes. Uh, I think he kind of sits and holds it for too long. And look, it's it's a couple, it's a second here and there, but you know, it really adds up. And you know when. It, like I said, Maryland uh, just – they have five guys ball side pretty much is what they do. And I don't think Michigan State has the ability to reverse unless they can get Aaron Henry constantly in the middle of that thing, uh, in the middle of that defense and cutting into the paint. And then they'll have uh, those open looks on the outside or Henry can go right or left, whatever he wants to do. Probably hit you fake left, go up with his right like he just loves to do so much. But I don't know if that's going to be possible. Um, I think four days off is nice for Michigan State. I think that's absolutely huge. I think it'd be just as huge for them to lose, end up as an 11 seed, and avoid yeah. playing a one or two seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I, I like. I think that's just as big. So, look, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I don't want to say I'm rooting for Maryland. Obviously, I'd love if Michigan State could win it, but I don't know if they win it if they have enough to turn around another Sunday to Thursday and then get ready for, uh, you know, March Madness. And so I don't – I mean, if you can sneak into that sixth spot, fine. Otherwise, play that 11-6 seed game from the other end as an 11 seed. I can live with that for Michigan State. I absolutely can. Um, yeah. I Like I said, I don't want to see him as a 10 because that means they play a two in the opening round. And that could be, you know, depending what happens – in Illinois or, or in Ohio State again, and I don't want to see that. Um, but look, I—that's yeah. where I'm at right now. I—I I think Maryland wins. Do I hope they do? No. Look, I want Michigan State to win every game they play, just like Draymond wants to see Michigan lose every game that they play. You know that—that's where I'm at right now. But okay, so here's the deal: we're going to lay out our schedule, and we're going to do this on air for you guys. Jeremy, if Michigan State wins on Thursday, Thursday at 5 o'clock, I think we can roll. Um, if that's something that you would be willing to do. Uh, 
you know, yeah. a quick recap of that game, then get into the Michigan game, and then we'll do the same thing on Friday. If Michigan State loses, we'll just freaking wait till next Monday, and we'll hit you up with a recap of the entire Big Ten tournament and then uh, selection Sunday as well. Yeah, we got two teams in. Yep. That's all and, that matters. And we'll you know, start we Thursday if Michigan State wins. If Michigan State loses, look, we'll address that as well as whatever victories and or losses Michigan uh, ends up pulling off in the Big Ten tournament, and then we'll cover Selection Sunday. But if Michigan State wins, we'll see you Thursday. That does it for us on the Trouble with Snap podcast. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward. Yep.